0: it's okay to take up space and to be silly and to be the center of attention and to be bright and there's no need to hold yourself back from doing that
1: i'm ac brown and you're listening to is my aura on straight a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Well, it's been a long time coming. Energetically, I think this has been And now you're here and we have another, I like to say projector superpower, Erin Claire Jones is here and thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So, you know, the human design space is weird and small and big and (laughs) all of that stuff. And we got a chance to connect through a mutual Brandy Michelle. Hey, Brandy. I love you. And yes, we, 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 we love you. Um, she's going to be doing some more episodes with me. And we're projectors and we are projectors in the human design space. And it's been an interesting time. But, you know, as we know, as projectors, being seen, being heard is really important to us. And I wanted to take the opportunity since I had you here for this episode to really talk about projectors and their superpowers and our powers and not saying that no one else has powers before I get any emails about what about the manifesting generators you call us the walking law of attraction all of that stuff no I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that projectors are phenomenal of not just because I'm a projector but I feel like it's with it being five different aura types, energy types, that were like in the middle. There's two before us, two after us. And we I almost think of projectors, and correct me if you could, you know, if not wrong, but my thought is because I'm a Pisces. And so in my astrology studies, Pisces has always been taught to me as having a piece of each sign because it was the last sign. And sometimes I feel like projectors sort of mimic the Pisces energy. Like having a little bit of every type? Yes, having a little bit of every type or being able to at least tap in to every type in a very strong and intense way.
0: I love that. I mean, it it also speaks to kind of the penetrating piece where it can kind of lock into all those different types. And -hmm. it's also interesting. I think a thing that we often forget is that like projectors are also the most diverse types of them all. Like there are so many possible expressions of being a projector.
1: Mm, That is true. That is so true. You know, we don't talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about it then. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? About us being the most diverse type of all? What, what, well, why do you think that we're the most diverse?
0: I think that um, one is that there are three types of projectors, Mm -hmm. you know, and with few other types, are there actually different possibilities? And then also we are going to have the most possible authorities, you know, and so it feels like there are the most available options to us. Mm -hmm. And so like, sometimes I'll sit with a projector and, even oh, I guess you and I both do shared authority so that's pretty significant but I'll sit with a projector and like sit in there look at their chart and I'm like I know that there's so many things that we share and also like there's so much that distinguishes us so I think it's like there are just so many more nuances and again there are obviously so many nuances in human design beyond those things but it's just like there are so many different categories for projectors
1: yeah there are I, I didn't even think about that we do have the most authorities yeah that can the possibilities there that's yeah. so interesting and when you think about all of the charts that you've read and uh, all out of all of the aura types, who do you think, I don't want to say struggles, who do you think has the most time deconditioning?
0: Oh my gosh, it honestly feels like all of them. Um, i say probably manifestors. Um, okay. Well, one, I would say all of them. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I just, okay. I feel like we all at least for me and for many people I've sat with, of course, not all of them is that we tend to spend a lot of our lives trying to be a thing that we're not, you know? And so human design really returns us to who we are. There are some people and plenty of people that like are really aligned far before they discover human design. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I would say manifestors because, you know, so many manifestors I sat with is, you know, they they felt their power from a very young age and they just shut it down. Okay, that's you know? fair. That's a good observation. It's just like, and then, and like, and so then coming back to it is often like hard because they shut it down in like such a dramatic way that kind of waking up to the fact that like they are so powerful and they're here to be so provocative and so bold. Like, it's just a big chasm, you know, like yeah. I know for me as a projector, I was not living as a projector when I discovered my design. I believe you were not either. And like, no,
1: but like
0: what a relief for me to be like, oh my God, like, is there really a way of life where I can like sit back and, and trust that success comes not from like hard work and hustle and pushing, 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 but from me tapping into my gifts in a new way. Um, and I would just say that, that transition for manifestors is such, it can be such a quick one, but I think kind of stepping back into their power if they have been suppressing it for a while, is not always an easy transition. That is
1: true. I will agree with that. Because most yeah. of the manifestors that I've talked to, they're like, oh, I've been taught to not say anything, to keep my mouth shut, da da right. da da da. Like and the then exact now opposite. finding yeah. out that, that I'm supposed to do that, it's like, oh, now I have to retrain myself. So I would say yes. And then yeah. I would say, of course, second would be projectors. Um, yeah. And when we're thinking about projectors, because I think that what I admire is that you've mastered being seen and how have you done that in the way that feels good?
0: Yeah, it's so funny because, and I don't think I've shared this with you. You know, when I first started studying and sharing human design in 2015, you know, I built a business for two years with a business partner, my first teacher. And I did not want to be seen at all, you know what I mean? Mm. And one, we really struggled because no one knew what human design was. (laughs) We were trying to work with at that point, but I like, you know, I didn't even mention it on Instagram, you know, I was like so hesitant. And I think a lot of it was, I was still kind of developing my own foundation and belief in myself and how I delivered the information, but I was very scared of being seen. It was just like not a comfortable thing for me. And I remember, I think it was maybe in 2018, by then I had launched my own practice, but still very under the radar. I was organizing a talk of human design people. My partner was like, Aaron, why are you not Giving the talk, and I was like, "No, I'm just gonna, like bring all the people." And he's like, I don't "I'm just get gonna get it. them together." And he's like, "He's like, Aaron, like you have so much to share," and I just like, I just didn't believe it, you know. And it was so funny. And so I remember he was like, "Put yourself on a calendar, like give you a talk," and I, I put myself on the calendar, and 400 people showed up for that first talk, um which was wild. And then I also remember my partner has influenced me in many ways, but at one point he was like, "Aaron, like." Just start sharing on Instagram about human design. Like you just have to start. And I was like, I don't want to. I hate Instagram. Please know. You know? And I honestly just started sharing every single day. And I oh, started sharing awesome. every single day until it became fun, which took a long time. And I think in terms of how I became comfortable with it, is that like at the beginning, I was like, oh, I've got to share these short, quippy things because that's what we do on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I just it wasn't my thing. It's not how I communicate, you know? And so I started writing really lengthy, like substantive posts where I'm like, this feels really valuable to me. And I hope to them. And I think that when I started sharing in that way, things really started growing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in ways that didn't really make sense in the like Instagram, you know, strategy or world way, but because right. it was like the right way for me to share. So I would say, you know, visibility for me, I just like, I had to push through my discomfort and just keep showing up over and over again until it became fun. And I think each time I showed up, I was really asking like, how can I communicate about this system in a way that feels really fun and authentic to me and in a way that I really enjoy to create, enjoy creating this thing. Um So that's been the journey, you know, It's it's been, there are plenty of ups and downs, you know, with it all. But I think that it started becoming really fun. And I started feeling yeah. really recognized. And I started like the business started really growing, you know, and I think because there was so much recognition coming in, it gave me so much energy to keep showing up. And so it kind of just became this beautiful feedback loop of like, I've got so much energy to just show up because I'm loving connecting with these people. And so it just kind of propelled me to keep going.
1: Mm, I love that. That's the same with me. I was afraid of Instagram and I, would, I had a Facebook group That I would just show up in my Facebook group and talk to. And I grew my Facebook group. And then a friend, Zaylee, she was just like, You need to be on video. You need to be on video. And I was just like, I don't want to. She was like, Your face belongs on video. And then I was like, Fine, I will do stories because I knew that they disappeared in 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when I started doing stories, doing like just manifest, like just um, affirmations for each aura type every morning. Wow. And, then that's ha- and then that's how I started. So I want to go back to something that you said because I think projectors do this a lot. And I try and explain this to people, but maybe you can explain it a different way because you said once I started getting recognized and seeing that, you know, like the money was coming in, the things were coming, you were like, okay, that gives me motivation, that yeah. whole success signature. Yeah. And, How do you, because I have my ways of explaining it, help other projectors understand that that moment will come. You just have to keep going because it's hard because you don't know when it's going to come.
0: Yes. Okay. Great, great question. I think that um, it would definitely did not come immediately for me. You know, so this is part of why as a projector, it is so important to trust our own authority in terms of how we're meant to make decisions, but also to really take the time to kind of recognize ourselves before others do and like I would say I was probably sharing human design for three years before I felt any real kind of recognition and I think it would have been really easy to be like screw this you know like this is not my path but like I just knew in my bones that there was so much gold in the system mm-hmm. and I knew that at some point if there was people would have to see it and so like I think because I felt I had so much faith in that I just kept sharing and kept sharing with the trust that it would come so I think that like if it's guided by your authority and it's guided by your own knowing, it will absolutely come. And I think something that is also true is that like, sometimes we're like ahead of our time, you know, and so much of my Mm -hmm. design is that, you know, being a six profile, having the forty-three twenty-three channel, like it's not about seeing things when others do. And so I think it just required just trusting that like the thing felt right, even though I was getting no external validation from the world. Mm. But because it continued to feel right, I continue to pursue it uh, with plenty of bumps in the road. So I really encourage projectors. Like if your authority is guiding you towards it, if you really feel that deep knowing, like trust that recognition does not always come immediately.
1: And often the best recognition could take time.
0: Mm. How does that feel to you?
1: No, that feels good. Yeah. As I call social media for projectors, that's your home. So you get to do whatever you want to do at home. You get to change it. You get to show up. You get to walk around naked. You get to shout for the rooftops. What you do, you just have to be comfortable with doing it and not worrying about who's trying to come to your house. The right people will come to your house and they will respect your home. They will understand your home, all of that. You just have to just make your home the best place it is for you.
0: And also just like the most authentic place for you, because like that is the only way we are going to attract people that are right for us. And like the thing is, we keep changing, you know, and so like there have been times where like, oh, things feel so stagnant because like I'm expressing in the way that made sense to me six months ago, but doesn't actually feel right anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so giving ourselves that permission. And one thing I wanted to just note based on what you shared is that. I think what we don't talk about enough as projectors is those early days of making ourselves visible can be really uncomfortable. Whew. And so like, and it's easy to like, oh, it's yourself visible. Like it's not, Honestly, it wasn't easy for me, you know, and it just kind of required moving through that. It doesn't sound like it was easy for AC as well. So like, I would just not hold yourself back from starting that because like it is, it is again, like for me, it was uncomfortable until it was fun and it did become fun when it felt like there was more reciprocity, but that was not immediate for me. And so just knowing that like those first steps towards visibility, whether it's online or offline, and for me, it was offline far before it was online are, are can be challenging.
1: Yeah. And I would agree with that. I mean, anything that I've ever started, I always knew that it was going to take a long time. And this is before I knew I was a projector. Um, I was just like, oh, it's just going to take a little bit for things to get going, for the groove to happen. And I was okay. That's why I how I found out about human design, because I had a photography business and I was interning at a commercial photographer's studio Because I was like, oh, hey, I want to be a commercial photographer at the time. This is what I'm going to have to do. I'm just going to have to like put in my work there and call it a day. And then I found that's how human design found me. So I would agree with that for sure, for sure. And when you talk about that moment, because I've done a bunch of studies on different projectors and how their life kind of accelerates after that big seeing moment. Yeah. Right. You know that those big moments, those big invitations. I I look at someone like um Jennifer Hudson. Um, you know she was on American Idol. She didn't win. Great. And then she goes to this open audition. It was still open. She you know she uh, you know auditions for our Dream Girls, and then boom. There's there's her career, and Cardi B. You know, I used her. She was just Instagram famous, being crazy on Instagram. She was a stripper, and then she's on this reality TV show, and then boom, it takes off. Like there's so many wow. different. Yeah. projectors even well Issa Rae she's um a projector and same thing she had an internet series and then boom Shonda Rhimes takes notice and then she gets a deal with HBO so all of these big trajectory points for projectors happen how do you see that affecting projectors because it can be scary because you know you've had it where you've had a boom moment and it's like yeah. things change what is your advice to Number one, so it's like the two part preparing for that and then being in it, because sometimes that boom moment is so few and far between that you don't think yeah. it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and I think it's such a good reminder that like you know when you think about generators and manifesting generators they're always responding you always, know and and we always. don't have that as projectors like the invitations like aren't going to come in big ways every day or every week you know so it's like it's making yourself available for the right ones but like you said when the right one comes it can like really blow things up for us in a really beautiful way in terms of preparing for it i think it's so much around just like trusting how worthy we are of it and how Mm -hmm. valuable our gifts are and really owning that you know i really do believe that the more we see ourselves the easier we make it for others to see us you know and so kind of really taking the time to just be like yeah i really do bring all these cool gifts and insights and i really like have faith in what i'm here to offer even if it's not being you know recognized by everyone else just yet and so i think really kind of cultivating that self-belief and self-recognition is one very magnetic but also i think you know, also helps us kind of really own it when it does come. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess one thing I would say in terms of like how to, once we're in it, I feel like it's a really good time to like practice the, Just like the need for rest as a projector. And Mm. I guess why I say that is like, it's really like as a projector, if you have a lot of energy, like I won't tell you to chill out and stop, but like it is important to kind of notice when your body calls for it. And I think when I'm in those like really big ups, I can like get so buzzed out and just like so intense. And it's, and I'm loving it, but it's also just like, then there's a goff and a big crash. And mm. so I think like looking back, I think where I could have taken better care of myself is just kind of creating some real pockets mm. of just like slowing down within, because I think it would have made the whole journey a bit more sustainable for me. Um, okay. And also just like know that like there are ebbs and flows and seasons to life. And so just like really enjoying it. You know, because there are going to be periods where you're so out there and like all this momentum, and it's going to feel extraordinary And periods where like things might be a little bit slower. And this is true in particular designs. It's definitely true in my design with my kind of circuitry and channels, but just like really enjoying where you are. And I think that took me a long time to realize as well. Of just like really taking the time to kind of relish in all that's been created before kind of jumping on
1: to the next thing. Oh, gosh. Well, you're. <laughs> I need a I need a, a laugh on that because yeah. I don't. I don't know how to celebrate. And of course, you know, therapy's taught me that that has trauma attached to it, which is fine. Um, But um, it's that whole not jumping to the next, but not really understanding that this is the moment. Yeah, Because like I said, because it's taken so long. To get there. And so when you're here, it's like, well, all right, what's the next thing? Because you're not used to those big waves of stuff happening. Like you said, generators and manifesting generators, they're used to things happening all the time. Always having response. Yeah. Yeah. Always responding, always getting responding to the things that they want and desire or in their plan, their trajectory. And so because it's so few and far between, it's sometimes really challenging to slow down and just say, oh, right, this happened. This is a good thing instead of looking at the next. So I thank you for saying that. Hey, guess what's back? My Informed Practitioner Training, which is a program for psychics, healers, therapists, life coaches, business strategists, consultants, Service providers and seekers who want to use human design, astrology, and spiritual self development to help heal their clients and themselves. We start July 2023. So if you want to get all the details about this year's cohort, make sure you're subscribed to my magical Mother and Mondays newsletter. The link to subscribe is in the show notes.
0: I have a question. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> well, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> My question is really around like whether, so one of our biggest shadows, potential mm-hmm. shadows as a projector is not knowing when enough is enough and it's often not knowing when to stop. I'm curious whether you see any correlation between what you're sharing right now of like not being able to relish in the moments when they come and not knowing when enough is enough.
1: Ah. <sighs> Gosh, I blame so many people for this. Um, my parents, I blame <laughs> the fifty-four. <laughs> like that, like I. Mm. Like, do you feel like those are connected? Yes and no, yeah. but yes and no. It's yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that stumped me because now it's like, when is enough? I don't right. I don't know what that moment is going to. Be. Well, no, that's not true. I have a goal. Yeah. I have a goal in mind. I have an idea in mind. I have how I want to feel in mind, what my life looks like yeah. when I get there. Right. However. When I get there, is it going to be enough? Totally. I
0: you know what I mean so I don't know I do. I do and I just I think it's just like an interesting thing to ponder as a projector you know because I think that there can be these very small examples on a day-to-day basis of like not knowing when to stop working you know but I just also interested to see whether it extends to a point where it's like always in a pursuit and not kind of enjoying and relishing the things that we've created and that's the thing that I've been reminded of because like you know, there's always more that I want to do, you know, and there, there are so many visions I have for our business and our lives. And like, but if I look back to where I was five years ago, and I looked at where we are now, I'm just like, Like, what are you doing? Like, look how far you've come. Never could have imagined beyond my wildest dreams, you know? And so it's just like, it's important. And I think also you and I do share that channel, the 3254, that kind of ambition channel. So that also could contribute to, to it for us. But again, it's just an interesting thing to reflect on.
1: Well, so let's talk about this a little bit, because I know a a lot of successful projectors. And so when you think about the looking back, yes, five years ago, totally different place, like, holy moly, I made it. And I but then my mind says, but uh, wow, look how far you've come. But you are not even where you want to be. Yeah. And so then the present, not saying that it becomes less um, meaningful. But it also sort of, uh, but then there's more and I know I can do more. What if I did this? And then it starts that whole thing starts coming like, oh, if I showed up more, if I did this more, all of this stuff, then I could probably maybe I can do that faster than five years, all of that stuff. So how do you combat that?
0: Totally. I mean, I don't have an answer. I have the same challenge. You know, (laughs) Um, I think that like. I think it does feel like it requires perspective, you know, like I think that I need to, I think it's important. I know in my own life to just like look back and be like, Oh my God, look at where I am, you know? And also like in, in moments like, you know, I just had a baby. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's like a lot more that we could create really quickly. But I also know that like, as amped up as I am about my work and how important my business is in in my life, I am not available to hustle in the way that I was pre-baby. And so it's forcing me to find a more sustainable, scalable way of working because what was once possible for me is no longer possible, you know, which is is hard in the best way because I don't know if I would have allowed myself to learn that lesson without a child. And I think Mm. also the thing that I'm really loving about having my daughter is that like, Time with her is so precious Mm -hmm. that like it means that like when I'm doing things outside of her, it better be worth it you know what I mean? And so like, it feels like it, it means that there's less space for me to just like do just to do. And it means that like what I'm actually using my energy for is very smart. And I think that is such a journey for us as projectors is like, how can we use our, our energy in smarter, more efficient, really impactful ways and not get lost and kind of just like doing, doing, doing and like feeling like that yeah. busyness gives us satisfaction just like on its own. So um, I don't have an answer for you, but I do think there is just something around, yeah, just being in it you know just, yeah, just being it. in it just being yeah. trying to enjoy it and that's, having perspective that's
1: you fair. know that's fair i yeah. think that's fair having that perspective do you find that projectors and because i think we all projectors have experienced this that you have a season of being bitter when you are in the the grind or the the pursuit of something Yeah, I mean, I have I have plenty of
0: seasons of being bitter. But yeah, I think that like definitely it depends. Like I think sometimes I'm in the grind and not bitter at all because I'm just like so amped up about what I'm creating and I'm like, I'm exhausted, but I can't wait for this to happen, you know? So um, but but yeah, I mean, I think that bitterness really shows up, you know? And I think that like, and we've shared a little bit, I think maybe we talked a little bit about this, but I think that like the way that it showed up for me recently is there's just like I mean people, people are just copying our stuff in really right. in brazen ways you know what I mean <laughs> and like oh and in, in 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 so many ways I can't even talk about you know and like in there done that and oh. it's just and there's a part of me that is so hurt because it's people that I know
1: how do you combat that and keep going because it shuts me down because I'm just like oh my gosh it just it makes me feel so when it started happening in the beginning I was just like yeah. you know what fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Oh but yeah. Then, oh, that's 100% my reaction. My reaction is just like, I'm good. going to shut it all down. Like I'm going to be sitting back here. But like, I think, I think I have a very wise partner who is a bit more resilient than me when it comes to this stuff yeah. and has dealt with copying for far longer than I have. You know, I think something that has been present is like, if I want to grow in the way that I want our business to grow, it will not become tenable for me to call out every, every person. Single person and so oh I'm actually choosing that choosing to actually not call out anybody you know yeah, it's exhausting it's exhausting and it's like it's just like it's and you know what like people always realize it at some point you know if they are self-aware and so I think that I'm just like really in trust of that and I just know it's not a good use of my energy and also like it's people not. and you know I'm sure I've unintentionally done that in the past as well you know and like but I mean, these are quite, whatever. It's just like, it feels like I just know that like where I put my energy is really, really precious. And I also really want other people to do well. And if they're doing well using our stuff, great. <laughs> right. I mean, I just think we need to keep evolving. And like, I think it's also a big lesson I've had as somebody who has with six in my profile is like, mm as tempting as it can be to kind of get in all the details, it's like, it leads to a lot of pessimism. And so much of being a six is being able to kind of pull back and take the higher view. And that's what gives us optimism. And so I think that like in those moments when I want to get so pulled in and I'm just like angry and I'm hurt and I'm sad and I'm just like bitter. It's like, I'm I'm reminded to pull back and take the higher view and just kind of be like, you know what? It is what it is, you know? And like when you create great things, they will be copied. So we'll right. just keep creating right. great things. That's our only job. You know? So I think it's just been like trying to maintain that perspective. But I definitely have those pockets and grooves yeah. of just like
1: Ugh. they're way less now for me. Yeah, way less because I know that I'm the I'm the secret sauce. You are you, the can't, be, sauce. you can't be yes. me. Totally. Like, you can't be me. You can't. My experiences about life, about love, all of the things that I bring to this space, you can't, you can't be me. And yeah. if you are copying, you got to wait for me to do something anyway. So oh, you're no, waiting no. anyway. <laughs> you're waiting for my next move anyway. So it's, yeah, so it's, true. the bitterness has been a lot less. But in the beginning, it was very, very strong. Very, yeah. very strong, very strong, very palpable. But then I was like, wait a minute. People can't be you. People can't bring what you bring to this. So it's made it a lot easier. And it does suck, especially when it's either people that you know or students or things like that. It really is yeah. hurtful. Um, but what are you going to do, right? You know, you got to focus on, brilliant. you got to yeah. focus on the, and I think also too that makes me where it's like, oh, I just focus on the next thing. You know, as a three five, you know, I'm always up to something. <laughs> there's always something going totally. on <laughs> it's
0: true I I think that that's really the right approach It's like it's just like we just have to keep doing the things that feel right to us and like and perhaps keep giving people things to copy and that's okay yeah and that's you know? fine and I also think like honestly the whole lesson of human design which I hope everyone learns in their own way is like the more authentic we are to how what feels right to us, like the more we'll magnetize the perfect people our way. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to magnetize the right things our way when we're kind of like using words that aren't on our own, or know? not even
1: being your, not being
0: your authentic self. Totally. So, <laughs> so, but I, but I appreciate your perspective, and I do think you know. But it, yeah. it's definitely a journey, and I also will just say for the projectors listening, it's like bitterness is, is such a beautiful signal because it it basically is an invitation to just check in. And like in this moment for me, it's not about actually taking any action. It's about reframing the way that I engage with this situation, yeah you know? And so like, it can be like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to do this thing. Or like, you know what, the way that I'm looking at this is actually really unproductive and unhelpful. Like there's got to be another way. I've got to look at this differently. So bitterness is just such a beautiful signal to keep kind of nudging us back into alignment.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes, nudging back into alignment. So, yeah. What if, if you had to go back, or not even go back? If based off of all of your human design experience, everybody knows their aura type. Yeah. What's the next best thing they can master? One thing only, if they only had one thing to master.
0: God, one. Okay, just so one. Just one, one app. Just I'm one. So can, I'm so torn. Can I tell you why I'm torn? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So in some ways, I really want to say authority because how we make decisions is basically everything. And so mm. when you really feel a connection to that, it feels like it is will get us more in flow with life and most mm-hmm. other things because it helps us know what's right for us and enter into things in the right way. However, I don't want to say authority because I really want to say
1: profile. That's what I was going to say. That's my yeah. number. Learn your profile. That's Study yeah. that shit, master it, learn about it, get into it. That would be my, after you learn like, okay, I'm a projector, focus on your profile.
0: It's just so useful. And it's so useful in so many ways. Like, I think that I used to be like, profile is such a beautiful tool to align with our purpose. And yes, I agree with that. However, it is so many other things. It's so many other things. Like, it lets us know how we can mismarket our work to the world. It lets us know what our needs might be in relationships. It lets us know how we learn that. It's just so
1: much. so
0: much. And it's so juicy. And I think that it really... Understanding the profiles of the people around us is so useful. So it's really just a kind of like universally applicable element of our design to every single part of our life in a way that gives us such a roadmap that will be authentic and perfect for us.
1: Yeah, it's so useful. It's your what's your partner's profile? One three. One three. Okay. And my daughter's okay. one three two. Interesting. No, I um I attract a lot of six twos, romantically. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have so many six-two friends. I'm just like... I yeah, I have six-two friends. Six-threes are not... I don't know. Six-threes me Just... It's, it's an interesting thing. You know, it's, it's so funny.
0: There are like... There are certain aura types that I can sense, you know, when I meet them easier than others. So I would say probably the easiest aura type for me to sense is when someone's a manifester. Mm. Um, That's like, I can often like have a real signal on that. My partner actually, funnily enough, like he can sense basically, he's like 99% accurate, which is so good. Um, But I would say profile, the one that I can probably sense the easiest is at 6'3". And I can't even tell you why. There's just like a certain vibe.
1: Oh, really? I can spot it
0: a mile away so am um, duke what is there anyway i don't even think i can actually put the 631 into words but do you feel like there's a way like
1: yeah for five ones especially if they don't know about human design they are um i call you know the you know the term captain save a hose you can they're always saving someone they're always yeah. putting themselves in the fire five ones all yeah. the time they're always like we before i like all the time. I can spot a five one and I can probably spot. I Yeah. And I can spot anyone with a four line. Yeah. Four lines get on my nerves so bad because Holy they way. don't utilize their networks.
0: I know. I know. I'm so like, wild. if I had a I four
1: line, do you understand? Oh my gosh. They don't. You, you, I can spot it all the time. I'm like, you I gotta, you must have a four line because so they don't utilize their networks at all it's really it pains me sometimes it's so painful so I'm like look at your network why aren't you asking these people and they're just always like no I don't want to and I'm like you you could have what you want and be where you want to be in life just ask you have everybody around you yes they, they, yeah, they, they just, they frustrate me so much.
0: I, feel, uh, Yeah. It is so interesting. I was just did a session with somebody who had a four and like, she was just trying to build her business in the opposite way, you That's know, funny, and really. like, but it is so funny. It's a good reminder that like, whatever our design, whatever our profile is, we're so often like feel like we should be doing the opposite of what our design is, which That's is why true. it's so useful to know our design where it's like, I've got to be a doer as a projector, you know, where I've got to like, attract all the strangers in the four line. Like, it's just like,
1: we are so often drawn to the opposite. Yeah. And I mean, I struggle with the three, like you have to try it first. What are you doing? Know, you have I to don't. try something. Go ahead and try it Let's Do it. and put it out there and then see. And then you can five line it. And it's just like, I just want a five line. I just want a yeah. five line all day. <laughs> I just want a five all day. But my three is like, no, no, no. We have yeah. to give this a go. Wow. One time, one time. Uh-huh. And then... We can continue. Know. Yeah. So the profile. Okay. Profile. And you, the authority, I wouldn't even, oh, or, yeah, the authority, I think is just more natural because you, you yeah. know, about that more it's a true. little bit. A and little and bit.
0: often people will have a sense of it, even if they didn't, haven't
1: had words for it before. Yeah. They've always kind of done yeah. that. So, what are your favorite tips, top three tips for projectors to really maximize their, uh, their, or a type, live in their truth, all of that. What are your top three?
0: Top three. The first is just trying on this idea that just because you can see something does not mean anyone is ready to hear it. You know, I think that like <laughs> as projectors, we see and sense so much. And so, so it is so much. natural to want to share it. You're like, oh my god, this would be so helpful for you. But I just like what a lesson it's been to be like, if I deliver it at the wrong time to the wrong person, it will not land and it's a waste of my energy. So mm-hmm. I really learned how to like conserve my energy and like see the things and know that mm-hmm. waiting for the right moment is always worth it. Okay. Um, this and these are honestly ones that are are still personal to me. Um The second is investing in relationships, friendships, work-wise, romantic that feel really reciprocal Mm, where it's not simply about you seeing somebody, but somebody else is really expressing a lot of curiosity and desiring to see you. You know, I think that like, I've always loved asking questions. I love seeing people. It's my favorite thing. And like, it took me a long time to realize like, wow, I know them so well. And I have not, they don't know me at all you know? And so really just like yeah. choosing and that's easier for me. It's actually mm-hmm. harder to let myself be seen, but like, I've definitely chosen that, you know? And so really, um, investing in the relationships that feel really reciprocal and where the curiosity feels really authentic. Okay. I like that one. The third one. I think it's honestly what we were saying earlier, disability is not always easy but knowing that people cannot invite you unless they see you. So Mm -hmm. let yourself be seen. And there are so many ways that can be interpreted. Like let yourself be seen by just being authentic so people can see like a version of you and attract in the like version of you that's authentic. And also like share with the people what you're thinking about, what you're working on, what you're exploring, like create opportunities for people to kind of see how much you have to offer. So they can really invite you into to share that.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura on Straight? This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.